All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's after 5 o'clock. Welcome back. Jason Greger, Connor Halley. It is a Wednesday afternoon. Hump day, baby. That's 60% of the work week is done for you. If you're a 9 to 5 or Monday to Friday, it's nice. Uh, tomorrow... You will have uh, the NHL draft if uh, if that impacts you or not for the uh, upcoming uh, very good game. And then the uh, skills competition on Friday. And the game uh, itself, which, hey, the kids love it, which is great. So it's four. And then uh, t- the players will uh, get back to the regular teams and the NHL will resume after the bye week on Monday. There are three games tonight, though, including the Kings and the Predators. And Jeez, imagine if L.A. loses that one. Ooh, mama. Things could be hot in L.A. during the uh, All-Star slash bye week for the Kings. Uh, it is the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. You can get in the game if you haven't tried it. Uh, maybe you don't like the uh, uh, sports betting. Well, maybe you just like the casino. We'll try it. Use cas- the promo code CASINO50 and uh, start playing today with a free $50 bet at PlayAlberta.ca. And it is time now for the Spec Report brought to you by... GS Construction, and uh, man, they are busy. They are hiring for the uh, upcoming season, which, of course, well, really haven't had much of a break. It's uh, it's rocking and rolling, and uh, they have lots of different categories for you. Maybe you want to be the uh, top man or top woman uh, hiring there. Also, uh, water and sewer foremans, laborers, pipe layers, pipe layer helpers, and more. Go to Indeed.com. You can work for a company with a proven track record, 50 years of success. GS Construction. As we welcome in uh, Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet. Spec, how you doing? Good. I wonder what do you do when you play for the LA Kings and you have a week off for All Star break? Like you can't go somewhere warm. You're already somewhere warm. 
Eh, it's not that warm in Cali. I'm guessing they can go to Cabo, probably. I'm sure they want to get the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> well, this is true. Mm-hmm. At least get away from the coach for a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know what? And that's the interesting question here, Speck. Like, like this isn't – because I know what people are like, oh, L.A. and Edmonton, they're the same. And I'm like, what are you talking about? L.A. was – Edmonton was 12 games. L.A. has been 27 games, and they're 27th in the NHL. That's one-third of the season. They're twenty, like it's a, it's two and almost two and a half times longer of a slump than what Edmonton had. So to me, I yeah. see it very different. Let's say the Kings lose tonight, Speck. Like, do you think they make a change there, or is that too, like, is that too easy of a decision? No, no, I think that. I mean, they face a version of the same pressure that Ken Holland and Jeff Jackson faced here at Edmonton, which is our team. We're counting on a playoff team here. Mm-hmm. This is. We're you know we go in this season. It's not if we're making the playoffs. It's how high are we going to finish in the Pacific. So that drove you know that drives ownership to say, hey, hey, we're counting on playoff gates. This is it, part of it. Almost becomes a bit of a budget issue because L. A. is counting on at least a series. The other thing is, you know, they've done some of what Edmonton's done. They've had the, the hard knocks, right? They've been two times in the playoffs. And lost out early. So they're supposed to start to see some fruit from those labors here. So, yeah, like as much as I, you know, Todd McCollin's obviously an excellent coach and a guy we both really like and all that, but his ownership and Luke Robitaille and Rob Blake and all those people, are they talking about do we fire the coach if we lose tonight? You bet they're having those conversations. Absolutely they are. Yeah, for for sure, and I just they are. yeah, you, you kind of have to because as you mentioned, that's a team that yeah. uh, you know had higher expectations, uh, no question, uh, of where they were going to uh, to be this season. Um, you know, you look at the uh, you know, last night we see the Blues and the Kraken both lose to uh, teams below them in the standings, and so I've heard a lot of people that you know fans. I get team like I get why Vancouver Canucks fans uh, poke fun at order fans. Oh yeah, your team's only winning because you play bad teams. I get it. That's part of being fandom. But when I see some media outlets start suggesting, well, it's because of the schedule. I'm like, yeah. I'm like to me that's just. A, it's it's showing a lack of research. So I did the research today, and guess what, Spec? The Edmonton Orders in their last twenty-seven games have the hot, the best winning percentage against top ten teams. They have the best winning percentage against the middle tier teams, and they obviously are eleven and zero against the bottom ten teams. No one else. Every other good top ten, and I only use the top ten teams because I'm like, hey, if you're a good team, Vancouver, Boston, what do you, you know? What they're they're winning nine of twelve against the the worst teams. The fact that they're beating everyone, I don't care who they're playing. I don't care where they're playing or when they're playing them. You still have to beat them. And to to try to downplay a winning streak because yeah. of that is odd to me because even the Boston Bruins last year, the greatest regular season team ever, 33% of their losses came to bottom 10 teams in the league. Right. And what was, I wonder, did you know what their longest winning streak was in Boston last year? Uh, yeah, they won, uh, they won 10 twice. They won 10 twice. So mm-hmm. the point is... You know, it is. I I totally agree with you. Let the fans, the fans want to say it. I never tell fans what to say. They pay the money, right? They listen to the shows. They read the articles. You want to say it. Go ahead. But you're right. When I see people that are supposed to do a little research, and, and I don't even need research to tell you, Jason, that every good team goes through a couple of 15 game stretches in their season where they're not playing great opponents. Every team in the league gets that. Yeah. Right? And not, you know, there's a reason that only 
three teams in the history of the game have won 16 in a row. So you can't, even that, even if they are not playing good teams, everyone else plays those same teams in their seasons and they're not setting the record. So it's just, it's a fan thing. I'm not going to say it's dumb when the fans say it. Yeah, it's dumb when the media says it, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the the <laughs> Oilers, like, to me, spec, so as I was crunching all the numbers, they're, they're five on five scoring goals, four goals against is number one. In that time, that to me is the most impressive. And they're sec, they're actually ranked higher in goals against five on five than they are goals for. They got the fourth, they're averaging the fourth most, allowing the, uh, the second fewest. Uh, their power play, second best at 31.2. Their penalty kill the best at 90.6. Obviously, they're, uh, you know, their goals for overall, number one in the NHL. Goals against, number two behind Winnipeg. Like, yeah. they're, they're, they're starting goaltender, Stuart Skinner has played as many starts as Hellebuck in this run. They have the exact same goals against average at 1.76. Hellebuck has faced 49 more shots, so he has a higher save percentage at 940 to 935. Skinner's won more games. He's 19-2. and Like They got the second-best team goaltending numbers because Bressois' numbers as a backup are a little bit better than Pickard's are in Edmonton. Like There's not one number you could look at and say, well, here's an area of weakness. Right. And, and the only number I would say spec, if, if you want, when, cause we always talk about, well, is it sustainable? What's sustainable? So the only one that I think is a valid one to say, I don't think is sustainable that Warren Fogel is going to be a point of game player five on five. That's okay. not sustainable. Sure. Has never shown himself to be that player yet in his career. Yeah. Right. So that's so that now we're nitpicking here. We're ever, I mean, you f- go find me a team in the National Hockey League that doesn't have one player that's that's punching above his weight. Like every team has a guy that's having a hell of a season. You know, like you know, here's the difference. You you just described to me how you know the Oilers are winning on the back of Warren Fogle. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like Carter McDavid said to me in a piece I got up on sportsnet.ca right now, he said, it's a good thing we're not talking about Connor and Leon carrying the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. He said, that's what we want here. So, you know, the the fact that Warren Fogel's the guy you, whose name comes up for you, that's good news in Edmonton. It's not, you know, what's, I, don't, I haven't looked lately. I think Connor was fifth in scoring last I checked. And I believe that uh, Drysaddle was like 14th or something. Mm-hmm. You know, those are this is down years for those guys, and the Oilers are playing the best hockey that anyone's ever seen them play since the 80s. So these are all good things, man, and they are all sustainable. You know, you, if you can win like this with McDavid and Drysaddle producing less, that is sustainable. Right? I'm not saying you win every single night, but what they're doing right now. You know, can Warren Fogle play this well the rest of the year? Well, so he drops off a little bit. Someone else will pick it up. It's Warren. No, no disrespect. It's Warren Fogle we're talking about here. You know, so yeah. this is very sustainable. I, I'm the same as you, Jay. I'm looking around for something I can point to that just can't last. I haven't found it yet. And, and here's the funny thing about McDavid's numbers. And I was going off the last 27 games, not just a winning streak. Because to me, when you can go a larger sample size of success, it's better. Better. In those 27 games, McDavid's at 1.89 points per game. 
which is basically what he's done the last – like he had such a slow start to the season, right? And right. he's played fewer games. That's why he's behind those guys. But, sure. you know, Nathan McKinnon's been unreal. He's at 1.97, McDavid's at 1.89, and Kucherov's at 1.87. Now, Drysaddle is down at only – 1.26 points per game, but still, you know, pretty good numbers overall for the, for the average guy. But McDavid, the crazy part about his numbers is he's at 1.89 points per game in 27 games. But because the orders are getting so many other contributions and they're not giving up any goals, it's almost like McDavid's elite offense has been overlooked. Yeah. Well, he's getting a, because he's just dragging in a point every night, maybe two points, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the last two games, he had seven. Um, but he certainly hasn't gone off for the four, as many four-point nights. And, you know, to me, that's because they're playing in closer games. They've really played in this 15-game streak. It's been nothing but close, close games. There haven't been those games where the Oilers get up 4-1 early and then it's point, you know, what did Dowdy call it, cookie night? Yeah. <laughs> right? They haven't had a lot of cookie nights here. There's been all kinds of, oh, it's 1-1 with 18 minutes to play games. And, two, you know, and, and I think the reason that the other team's only scoring one is because McDavid and Dreisaitl are engaged in those games and they're engaged defensively. They're not out there trying to, we got to win this game right now and I'm going to take the chance. We've watched it for years here. Not just McDavid and Dreisaitl, but the whole team. To me, this is, this is the biggest revelation, Jay, that the biggest change and the biggest, you know, the most welcome aspect that I think is going to serve this team the best they are happy now to play in a 1-1 game, and they're fine with it. And they believe they're going to win it, and right now they are. And when the playoffs come, there's a whole bunch of those games waiting for you. 2-1, to 1-0, one, one to you know, mid-game. You got Vegas down, what was the score in that game? 3-2 to two before they gave up those three goals, I think. Or 2-1, to one, I forget. But you know my point. You're going to get a bunch of these close games waiting for in the playoffs, and the Oilers finally have some muscle memory playing them. They're going to go in the playoffs with a whole bunch of these games under their belt and a bunch of positive experiences, and we have never seen, right? We have never seen an Oilers team winning games, low-scoring, hard-fought, tied third-period games the way this one is. That's going to come in huge in April, May, and June. Yeah. Beck, have a good one. Uh, we'll talk to a coach. You know a thing or two about uh, defensive hockey. Uh, yeah, say that hits for me. Well, yeah, that's. Uh, I always like hearing hits talk. I'll tell you what, Jay. Like and the listeners out there, you should know when the Oilers are going funky or something's going wrong or they're not winning. The call I make is to Ken Hitchcock, and I say, "Okay, what do you see?" And by the time I hang the phone up at the end of that conversation, man, he's taught, he's told me 10 things I didn't see with my own eyes that he did. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, this guy's forgotten more about it than I'm ever going to know, so I'll be listening. <laughs> Appreciate it, Speck. Uh, that is Mark Speck from the Speck Report, uh, brought to you by GS Construction. When we come back, the Hall of Famer, Ken Hitchcock, on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Live on Orders Nation YouTube and Facebook. 524 on Sports 1440. Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you. Hey, today's very special. So you know what we're going to call it? And call it the uh, Hall of Fame report uh, brought to you by Action Electrical. And uh, you guess what? You've been thinking about it, been contemplating, discussing it. Do you want to put solar on my house? Well, you get a $5,600 grant, free money, if you do it, but only till the end of February. And then the grant goes away. So if you've been thinking about it, now's the time to act. Go to Action Electrical. 
dot net and uh, our guest hey first time we get to welcome him in as a hockey hall of famer of course a uh, long time uh, one of the most winning winningest coaches in uh, nhl history a stanley cup winner and uh, now a hall of famer ken hitchcock joins us hitch welcome back to the show man how you doing Good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Hey, it's uh, it's good to talk to you. I haven't uh, haven't talked to you since you uh, you had the uh, the Hall of Fame induction. Uh, g- give me a little recap of just uh, you know from getting the call to to then having that uh, you know the actual ceremony. How was it? Well, the call when you when when you know it's Lanny's voice is so distinctive, Greg. That you know when he's calling. I knew when his voice was there. I knew what it was about, but I hadn't. Hadn't even thought about it, to be honest. I didn't even know what the dates were. But when you go to that ceremony, like, talk about a classy operation and how to do things right. Like, that, that Hall of Fame ceremony and all the, all the guys that were there and all the former players and Hall of Fame uh, coaches and managers were there. Like, it, it's, it's so impressive. And it, like I said, they, they do it with such dignity that, uh, it's almost at times overwhelming. I know it was for my family, uh, just, you know, that experience to, to be that connected to the game. They were so impressed by some of the people in the game that were there. Well, that's awesome. Um, so Hitch, I got a lot to, to discuss here and I know you, you, you know, you watch the game very closely. You've watched it for a, for a long time with, with work for different teams. And, um, as it, when, when we see the, you know, the increased offense, Lately, I watch and there's just there's way more of a focus on defenders to make plays, right? Moving the puck out of them, you know, whether it's transporting, but a lot of times just making passes. Like you look back to when you coach, like a lot of D-men, yeah, you know, you want to make plays, but you were fine with guys who just get the puck off the glass and out. Has that been the biggest change? Or are you seeing something else is why we're seeing such an increase in offense? Yeah, I, I think, to be honest with you, the increase in offense comes from odd man rushes. And it comes from odd man rushes because every team now activates their defensemen defensively and offensively. Okay. There's more pinching that goes on in the game now than ever. Um, there's more activation by the defensemen on rush opportunities. And you're seeing more three-on-twos, more four-on-threes with defensemen up in the attack. There are teams um, in the league that play right now where the defense has a total green light. They can take it right to the net. They can stay in the offensive zone. Um, and I, and I, I think when you look at a game, um, it's not uncommon for at the end of the game to look and say, in between the two teams, there was 20 odd men rushing. And it, I think that's what's really changed the game. And players can really make plays now off the rush. But, but, but by being able to stretch out the zone, like teams, uh, Having forwards leave early and creating space underneath, it's created all these rush attack opportunities, and and that's what's really changed for me. Do you enjoy it more? Yes. Yeah, it's. um, um, We'll see if this carries over during the playoffs. You see some teams tightening down now, but um, it, it it really makes for exciting hockey because, you know, you're. First of all, if you're a defenseman, no, no matter what your height or weight is, you got to be able to skate now. And and the and the activation and the green light and the amount of pinching to get the puck back that defensemen do, I think it adds to makes the game a lot more chaotic. 
and a lot more exciting. And I think that's what we're witnessing right now. Ken Hitchcock uh, joins us, and you know, Ken, did you you coach with a lot of different guys? Paul Coffey came into Edmonton, and he really had no coaching experience. He'd coached one year at, uh, at Junior A. Right. Um, he, he came in and the players raved about it. You know, his whole focus was, I'm going to build their confidence back up. I just said, okay, you guys are going to make plays. And in the video room, he showed Darnell Nurse making player, Evan Bouchard making offensive plays. But then he would show Vincent DeHarnay doing the same thing and saying, Vinny, you're capable of doing it. Now do it. Um, you know, Mark Stewart obviously changed the penalty kill and it's worked very well. Right. And Paul Coffey even admitted it's not like he's like a staunch video guy. Where do you come out on, you know, like the communication factor of coaching now? And, you know, with the, the, the players are so skilled and there's not that many different systems. So is communication even more vital now, do you think? Or is, is Paul Coffey maybe just simplified it and that's what's worked for him so far? No, I don't think Coffey has simplified it. I think he's common sense that I think he's raised the level of expectation by telling the players what he thinks they're capable of. He's not restricting any of them. He's not putting, he's not putting red lights on any of the players. He, he's forcing players to really extend themselves on the ice, and they're gaining confidence because, it, <clears throat> because of that. And, you know, <clears throat> his whole career, Koff was a field player. And, and I, the way he's doing things, uh, uh, the way he's doing um, – well, the way he's coaching the game is from a feel standpoint and then an expectation standpoint. And he's raised the level and he's raised the bar in both areas. And I think that's what, that's what his greatest quality is. He's got a tremendous feel for the game and he's passing that on to the players. The Claire Drake coaching tree is, uh, is rather large. And when I watch Chris Knobloch, he, he really, he looks to me like, you know, Billy Moores, who was, of course, in that tree, you know, just like you can. Uh, I watch Chris Knobloch, and he's really put an emphasis on empowering his entire roster, right? Like, you know, he, he has the same six forwards for the most part in the penalty kill, and it doesn't include Connor McDavid. Right, like even when there's a double minor, he kind of sticks with those same six guys, unless one of them's in the penalty box or he needs a face off for Drysital. Uh, you know, just what if like the importance of that from a coach, and he's a rookie head coach, right? And he's got two of the biggest names in the game. It, it, I don't think it's always as easy as oh, it's so easy to coach superstars. You coach a lot of superstars in your career, Ken, and it's. I, I remember you always telling me you always got to get your best players on the same page as you. Right. And then hopefully, you know, they tell the other guys what to do. But what has it impressed you from you've seen from a, maybe a tactician point of view from Knobloch and how he runs his bench? Well, uh, Chris is a rookie NHL head coach, but he's not a rookie coach. He's a very experienced coach and he's been at all these levels. So he's, he's, he's growing with the game. Um, and spending the amount of time that Chris did in the American Hockey League has done nothing but enhance his career, in my opinion. And what it's done is it's given him a, a teaching base, and it's also given him a chance to define everybody's role on hockey clubs. And because you you can do that without feeling the pressure of winning all the time. And he's, he's learned to do that. And so every player, if you watch Edmonton play, every player has a role, a purpose, and a design on the way they're, what, what, what they're expected. And, and Chris has done that. The other thing he's done, and this is the hard part about coaching, is getting your team to buy into checking. 
that's an easy thing to talk about, but a really hard thing to do because there's a lot of sacrifice that goes in with that and a lot of patience. And he's got the team to buy into that. And that's why, you know, when I was going to come on to the call today, Greg, uh, Greg, I was thinking to myself, why, are, why is Edmonton so strong? And they've all bought into checking. And they play long minutes where the game's tied, and then they break, it, they, they break you down. And I'm thinking to myself, if I'm watching this team play, if they continue with this current attitude, who's going to knock them out in a seven-game series? There'd be a really hard out because they bought into this aspect that we're willing to play in tight games. We're not going to be the first team to crack, and we're going to stay patient with what we believe in. And at the end of the day, we're going to make you crack. And that's their attitude right now. You've talked a lot, Ken. Uh, Ken Hitchcock joins us, Hall of Fame coach. That you know about learning to check, and 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 learning to check isn't because the orders. It's not impacting their offense at all. And, and when they're 24 and three here in their last 27 games, they're the number one team offensively in the league. They got the second best power play. They've got the best goal four goals against ratio five on five. You know, their second lowest goals against their penalty kills number one. So they've been good in every area. But you know, when you, when you got players to kind of figure out the importance of checking, cause every coach can talk about it, Ken, but, and, and I'm sure you've seen players where, you know, they didn't buy in and then, you know, by then it was too late. What does it take? Like, what do you see finally? Is it just the loss in the playoffs the last few years that, that finally gets it? Is it, did you learn as a coach that you can, there's a different way to send the message to get them to buy in? Because everybody wants to check better, but we see it every year. It doesn't work. So what's the key to finally getting guys to check consistently? Your best players have to be the first to buy in. And that's what's happened in Edmonton. Whether it's Connor, Leon, Darnell, Nuge, their Oilers' best players have bought into this design play. And when your best players buy in, everybody else has no choice but to follow. And that's what's happened to Edmonton. Scoring stats, uh, trophies for individual stats don't matter to those players anymore. Those leaders, all that matters is winning a championship. In my opinion, that's the way they look and that's the way it feels. And they've, their top players have all bought into this. And when you've got that going, everybody has to follow suit. And that's what you, Edmonton's got going. So if you, if you watch them play, if you turn down the volume, when the other team has the puck, every player on the ice for the Oilers looks the same. And that's the buy-in. And, and they're, they've created that buy-in, whether it's numbers over the puck, whether it's physicality in the right areas, whether it's winning what we call second man quick, um, uh, all those things that matter, they, they're all dialed in on it, and they're dialed in it on a nightly basis. So, um, you know, sooner or later they're going to lose a hockey game. But what they've done is they've, they've bought into the, this this design plan of play, and they're they're proud of it, and I don't see a change, in, to be honest with you. Ken, I want to get your thoughts as a coach on continuity. And, you know, there's lots of talk. Hey, the orders, are they going to make a move here, there at the deadline? We, we've seen lots of teams, you know, you, you make a move and some, some work. And if their goal is to win the Stanley Cup, let's be honest, very few work because only one team wins. Um, you know, the continuity of understanding the system and, and getting and playing it and ensuring that everybody's happy in your role. So if you're the head coach of a team that's rolling as well as the orders are, you know, are you leery to, to make a move or does it have to be like, 
obvious improvement. Like, clear as day, this is an obvious improvement for our team. That's why we do it. Where'd you come out on that? And how did you work? Like, you know, you go back to the years in Dallas and other teams, you know, approach the deadline from a coaching perspective. Uh, Jason, to, for me, to win in the National Hockey League, win it all, you need five lines and eight defensemen. So whoever you're adding has to fit into that group of five lines. So right now um, you're going to need all five lines and you're going to need eight defensemen because there's going to be injuries. There's, there's going to be things that happen. And you need to have that type of numbers in order to win. So to me... Whoever you bring in, you know that it has to be a player that's willing to share his spot on the ice. In other words, it's not a player that's going to come in and, and play 20-something minutes of ice. You've already got those players. It's somebody that you know can fit in and, 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 and be a guy that can be counted on, whether he's playing 8 minutes, 10 minutes, or 15 minutes, or whether he's number 13, 14, 15 on the forward group or 7 and 8 on the D group. It's somebody that you know isn't going to squawk when they don't get on the ice or they don't play in every game. So how do you know that though, Ken? Like when you, because I'm, I'm looking when you guys won the cup, you brought in Benoit Hogue and you brought in Derek Plant. Now Derek Plant kind of got banged up and then didn't play a lot in the in the in the, uh, in the playoffs. Benoit Hogue played 14 games, didn't have a point. That doesn't mean he didn't contribute, but he didn't contribute a ton offensively. Um, you had a very veteran group, so I think it's probably easier when when your leaders are there. But what's the conversation after the deadline when you bring in guys like that, especially when it's a good team and the odds of of them playing a significant role are, are fair low well in our in our two cup runs there and the two guys that we brought in that really helped us were tony herkus and blake sloan you know role players heck sloaner was a defenseman in the american league and played as a right winger at at the nhl level but these guys were great role players and so we we wanted to know and we did a lot of background on how that person fit in in their own group and you look at the NHL right now, they, there's there's the analytics coverage that goes on, and that's studied quite closely, but there's also the fit. Like, everybody's got contacts on the other team. And and when you're making a trade to a team that is, is making a go for it, you want to know that that guy's going to fit in seamlessly. So for me, uh, teams really do their background on where that guy fits in in the locker room and what type of person he is on the team and everything. That's more the value than even analytics is, to be honest with you. And like when the Oilers signed Zach Hyman, they did an unbelievable background check on how he fit in. And he's fit in seamlessly. And the same thing, uh, the, the same thing with some of the other trades, even their, even their minor trades that they've made. These have been like, like Janmark and Matias is a great fit with the Oilers because he fits inside the locker room. He, he's, a, he's a tremendous person. He's a great player. But he fits in there, and he doesn't—he doesn't squawk. He just—he comes and plays, and he—and whatever he gets, he gets. But he's happy to be part of the team. And you need more players like that at the end of the day if you're going to win. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, Ken Hitchcock joins us. Um, so, Ken, how would you approach it when you when you look around the league right now, and you know, goaltending it, it's very unpredictable. It's funny, like, you know, in the in the 90s and early 2000s, there seemed to be like a core guys. You had Waugh and you had Belfour and you had Brodeur and you had Hasek. And, you know, like if you had one of those guys, you had a really good chance. Nowadays, there's a few guys, 
But outside of Vasilevsky, none of the top guys have won. And, uh, you know, I'll go, I guess Braden Holby was pretty good. But Binnington came out of nowhere. Aiden Hill came out of nowhere after an injury, uh, no less. And Colorado won with probably, you know, the worst goalie combination when you look at save percentage in, in, of any Stanley Cup team in decades. How would you approach it, like, as goaltending? You, you said five lines and eight defense. Do you need three goalies now? Is that a must in, in your organization, you think, to win? I don't know that it's a must to have three, but I know one thing. If you're only going to carry two, you better make sure that two can play. Like, like you, you look at teams like even the Blues now. Um, they've, got, they've got Bennington and they've got Hofer. Who's, Hofer's a great backup. and So you need to know that you're confident that two can play if you've only got two. Because you're you're gonna need great goaltending. You don't need it forever, but at the right time you're gonna need it. And you look at what happened in in Vegas when it, when they really needed Hill, he was unbelievable and he played great for them. And that that's what you're gonna need. You're not gonna need it for 40 games or 30 games, but for two months you're gonna need your goalie to be really good if you expect to win a cup. Oh God, yeah, and it, and the crazy part about it is, Ken, like as we've seen in in a few teams here, it can come when you don't even expect it. Like Aiden Hill had been a decent goalie, but no one thought he was a suddenly a nine thirty, right? Binnington was fifth in the organization at Christmas time. Like it's it's a crazy position, and I like you were lucky you had a lot of good goalies in the time, but I think the game has changed that way. Like it seems like it's more unpredictable now uh, as agreement, and it's more so if if you can get good team defense you can kind of insulate your goalie a little bit easier. So then you don't need him to be bell for or Hassig. You just need him to be solid. Yeah. And, and you're seeing a lot more younger goaltenders play in the league now than ever before. So you, with young goalies, you get unpredictability. And, and, you know, so if you've got a veteran or a couple of veteran goalies that, you know, you can count on, they're not going to stumble when the game's on the line and they're going to give you a consistent, game pretty much every night and that's what that's what you need you you you've got to have a you've got to have a tandem or you've got to have at least two guys that you trust that you trust are going to make the right save at the right time and and if you expect to win because i don't think you can win right now with just one guy because the flurry of activity and the and the the level of uh of of battle in the front of the nets now and and with what's going on is so extreme that there's a good chance a guy's going to get hurt yeah, or something's going to happen and you're going to need your second guy for sure. Yeah. Ken, um, when you're, when you're scouting, like I know you're you're golfing obviously is a, is a major passion of yours, but like how many games are you still watching a day? Uh, <laughs> uh, the one last night, I wish I- Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It never was. <laughs> yeah, those were brutal, weren't they? <laughs> oh, God. Those are like, please turn off the TV. Um, I would say I average three a night. Um so I, I, I run a file on probably three games a night. Like I, I focus on and, – and I, I don't watch the game to watch the score. I watch the game to watch the trends. And as soon as I've seen the trends that I'm looking for, then I move on to another game. But I would say in total, like I'm lucky because we, I live on Pacific time, so the games start at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. But I'm, I'm pretty much watching games until 10 o'clock at night. So – and I probably do it seven days a week, to be honest with you. So I'm in a very unique situation. You know, I can do what I want in the morning, whether it's uh, go to the gym or, or go to the golf course or do that type of stuff. And then really at 4 o'clock, my day starts. It's a fun time. I like it. Well, Ken, it's always great to talk to you. We love the insight. And uh, we'll have to talk again soon, my man. And uh, obviously, again, a belated congratulations. Uh, long overdue uh, induction into the, uh, into the Hall of Fame. Did you, did you get anything special? From outside of the honor that night, did you? What was the best gift or, or email or text you received from someone uh, when you when you got inducted into the Hall of Fame? Well, I, I I was really blessed to have a lot of those, but I'll tell you the, the most emotional time after you the ceremony's over, uh, Jason. You you go downstairs uh, to sign the register. Yeah, and and. You go down there, and there's another 1,500 people that are downstairs that weren't even at the ceremony. They're all down there. They've they've paid for tickets, and they're in they're in this little hall that you're signing the register in. And then you, as you go up to sign the register, you turn behind you, and there's all the players that are in the Hall of Fame that played for you. And that was really emotional for me, you know, to see Joe Newendike, Mike Medano, Peter Forsberg, all those guys, Eddie Belfort. They're all there, and they're all standing right behind you to sign the register. My my hand was just shaking like crazy, and you know I just I respected those guys and appreciated what they did for my career. And then to have them stand right behind you, shoulder to shoulder, was really emotional for me. That's awesome, Ken. Uh, great stuff, man. It's great to talk to you again. We'll do it again soon. Appreciate your time. All right, thanks, gang. Take care. That's uh, Ken. Hitchcock, man. I love how he breaks down the game, man. It's awesome. Awesome stuff from Hitch. Uh, quick break. We'll come back. Uh, lots of texts to get to. 833-401-1440 in the Ewell inbox here on the Jason Greger Show. 550. Oh, lots of rumblings uh, coming down. I uh, see uh, David Quadrilli, um, a few other reporters out of uh, Vancouver, um, Friedman, saying the uh, Lindholm to Vancouver trade talk is intensifying and that uh, Kuzmenko 
uh, will be part, well, which makes sense. They got to free up some cap space, right? But uh, obviously he would be there to get, to make the money work, right? Uh, it's basically the same money. And then uh, there'd obviously be some other parts involved. So Lindholm to Vancouver. Ooh, well, hey, Vancouver needed a, a second line player for sure. So let's get it on, baby. The, uh, are we going to see a lot of the top? Like, I think there's kind of a clear separation here. Um, there are the top six teams in the West that are really good. LA is, not, they're not in the top six right now in my books. Then I see Carolina, Boston, Florida, and the Rangers. Right? Toronto, kind of maybe on the cusp there. Uh, if they could get some defensemen, then they can be in that conversation. And whew, the playoffs will be an absolute meat grinder. We've got a lot of text to get to, but first let's get to the uh, ski report brought to you by Snow Valley. This is the Sports 1440 Ski Report. Your ski report for Wednesday, January 31st, brought to you by Snow Valley Ski Club. Start your skiing journey at snowvalley.ca. It's the last day of January, but spring skiing conditions are here. Recent mild temperatures are turning firm winter snow into soft spring surface. That's a far cry from powder, but still fun to carve big turns in. In Jasper, Marmot Basin now has all lifts operating, including the new knob quad chair. A trace of new snow and high winds are expected again today and may affect lift opening times. Banff Resorts have no new snow in the last few days and all lifts are open at Lake Louise, Sunshine Village and Norquay. Lake Louise is warning that there may be delayed openings on their train park due to the icy conditions in the morning. No new snow at Nakiska and Castle Mountain Resort has limited access to lower mountain runs due to sparse snow coverage. At Kicking Horse, the warm weather has caused heightened avalanche risk in some of the upper mountain bowls, so look for some closures in the high alpine today. Similar story at Revelstoke, where they are suggesting staying on groomed runs. Kimberly and Fernie, both with variable conditions, limited grooming in an attempt to protect the snow they do have. And at Panorama, the only place with new snow overnight, but they have only amounted to one centimeter. Warm weather and rain have hit northern BC as Powder King and Pine Pass is reporting spring-like conditions and rain is in the forecast for tomorrow. The freeze-thaw cycle we are currently in is making for hard, icy conditions in the morning until the snow softens up in the afternoon. So later in the day will probably be when you'll get the best skiing in right now. That is your Snow Valley Ski Report. Yeah, there's a... There is some snow in the forecast uh, late this weekend, uh, early next week. So, man, we need it. We need more as much moisture as we can, man. It is, uh, it's not ideal right now. Not ideal. So uh, we'll keep you updated. Who knows? That Calgary-Vancouver uh, trade uh, might be official uh, later on tonight. Uh, tune in. Uh, of course, uh, we've got uh, sports 9 p.m. until 6 p.m. tomorrow. So uh, get in on here on Sports 1440. On behalf of Connor Halley, Declan Kruger, um, all of our guests, if you missed any, Ken Hitchcock and others, go to jasongregor.com. The interviews are there or anywhere where you get your podcasts. Uh, let's get to the uh, con man and a sports 1440 update brought to you by Douglas Mattress. Uh, every mattress comes with a free comfort sleep bundle, which is two memory foam pillows with pillow protectors, the luxurious cotton sheet set, and the one mattress protector is $600 value, $600 value. Yours for free when you order a Douglas mattress right now. Go to douglas.ca slash Oilers Nation. Good night. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.